2: Coming up today on The Story. I mentor a lot of young guys here and I ask them all the same question all the time. I just, I want you to answer this question, but when you answer this question, you cannot answer it with, I don't know. And the question is, what's your 12-month plan for your life? Huh. <laughs> 99% say, I don't know. And I yeah. said, that's exactly right. I basically knew the answer, but let's, let's sit down and work out a plan for your life. The Story.
0: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, as followers of Jesus, we're always looking for ways to be practically involved in helping others. And that was definitely the desire of our guest today, Jeff Dakers. He and his wife decided to help the less fortunate in their community by starting a food barn and then later a training program to help young people find jobs. Jeff is now the CEO of the Hope Centre in New South Wales and he's sharing his story and the story of the ministry with Shelley Scullin.
1: Jeff, you guys are doing an incredible work there in your community. How did it all begin? I guess there's so many branches of, um, you know, what it's kind of become now, but where did it start?
2: Oh, wow. It's a very interesting story, actually. My wife and I, we were actually uh, pastors in quite a, a large church and we just felt, uh, God called us out into a, um, uh, a new, a new work, but we didn't actually know. So we just, uh, gracefully um, left and went into an area which was a pretty hard uh, social e- economic climate, and uh, our, our idea was to start up a food rescue operation. And uh, we didn't have any money, and um, a guy gave me a couple of shipping containers. And I sold those and I bought our first lot of shelving and food with that. But the, prior to that, we didn't have a facility, and there was a, lot, some, a shopping centre had boarded up shops. And they weren't being used, so I rang up an agent in Sydney, which we're, we're something like, uh, 80 kilometres away from Sydney, and asked him for a rent-free premises. He didn't know me from anybody, and he said, send me up something via email, which I did, and he said, you got it. I asked him, how am I going to get the keys? He said, I might on down to you. Anyway, I hadn't met the agent for over two years. So it was just a, a big door opened. Yeah. Only small, small, small facility, Shelley, It was just, 90 square metres, and um, we grew rapidly, started off with a box trailer, and uh, some of the crazy things you do to try and help, we had a couple of chest freezers which we used to um, take out of the shop, um, put them in, the, in a just <laughs> trailer, take them to Sydney, fill them up with frozen product, go to service station, buy ice, put ice on top of them, bring them back, empty them out, put them back in the store, fill them back up again.
1: <laughs> wow, yes, crazy that's things you do <laughs> and That's then great.
2: I made a, poly, a polystyrene box with a fridge door and it was my next move And we <laughs> just slowly graduated to trucks And vans next, the, like the transit vans Yeah And uh, but as, as the, um, the ministry grew we, we needed to get finances to buy a, a building So we bought an old Salvation Army building
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, uh, But that necess- necessitated my wife By mortgaging our private house Oh, wow. ...to do that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Keeps your focus when you've got your house on the line. Yeah. You, uh, you're really motivated to make this thing work. And, so. it,
1: and it's grown. I, I assume it's working for you and that uh, you're not in the, the financial difficulty that could happen uh, when, like you say, if you've got your house on the line. What yes. is it yes. about these food barns? Because there's quite a few of them popping up around Australia is the problem yeah, the, really that bad? Like, it's really quite yeah. surprising because, I mean, I guess we've all seen it in our communities too. People struggling to feed their families. It's, um, you know, in first world Australia, it's hard to believe.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, there's been, I suppose, some social changes over the years. Like, um, we're in an area where we've got uh, third and fourth generation of people that have never worked. Yeah. And I think this is what the government's really trying to address now. To get people skilled up and and so forth, so we've actually expanded uh, into a, a, a bigger facility. So we went from 90 square metres to 170 square metres now, 1600, and we've incorporated training as well to try and uh, address some of these social issues.
1: Yeah, which makes sense too, because it's—I mean, the whole you know, give a man a fish and he eats for a meal, but teach him to fish, uh, and I guess that's what you guys are doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's. Really trying to understand how uh, all those different cultures work. Yeah, where, um, we we also try to support other local uh, initiatives as well. But I think um, what's actually happened as we've expanded is we we, we realise we're going to need a really big facility. Of course, we've got we buy in eighty percent of our food, and and we've really got to be able to get uh, stock in at the right prices, is located stuff. But you need a big warehouse to facilitate that. And unfortunately, a lot of little outlets think people have got, you know, great desires in their heart to help people, but because they haven't got infrastructure in the, back up, in, the in the background, this place is uh, probably just uh, mediocre. Yeah. And it's like, I, I use the analogy, it's like when we had little corner hardware stores and bunnings come along. And uh, people went to the one stop shop, so um, we set ourselves up in, in the Illawarra Century located so people can get to us, we're well, basically a 15-minute drive from the north or south of the of the Wollongong district and uh, you know, people phone a friend. Um, I think everybody's got a mobile phone. I've even seen people on the street with mobile phones. Yeah. <laughs> part of our culture, isn't it? Yep,
1: yep. Everyone needs a mobile these days. Yeah. <laughs> so people tell people and um, get the word out about what you guys are doing. And I think it's great yeah. that, yeah. I mean, we can't have people going without food it's our mandate as Christians to look after the poor.
2: Absolutely, we we've we're trying to, but uh, educate people along the way. So it's, uh, it's, I think we we really need to look and address at a whole bunch of things, like issues like soup kitchens, yeah, and if, you know people coming into those uh, agencies. I think we've got to get to the point now. Let's ask some tough questions. Okay, if you've already got a customer uh, coming into um, places like this. Do you have an addiction? Do you have uh, uh, mental illness? What is your budget system? How do you spend your money? Mm. And, and I think a lot of us would just go, oh, we would just get giving out and feeding people. My wife and I have been guilty of that. We used to pick up uh, bread from a, a bakery and we used to go to an old men's home and all that sort of thing. And we said, well, we, we, we're feeding people, but we're not actually changing anything yeah yeah the people aren't um getting out of their their situation, so yeah. we had to that, sit back and be totally honest with ourselves,
1: yeah, yeah, and I'm just trying to think of like examples of Jesus in the Bible too, like he did go around and you know provide people with things and heal them and things, but he did look after the wider situation as well, he didn't just provide them with you know that initial healing or the initial <laughs> food hey. Uh,
2: Absolutely, and, and it, it's always asking the hard questions with everybody, yeah. and challenging people, and, and that's what our ministry does here. Even with their training now, we we're able to use a lot of um, uh, Christian things, or, or uh, like things out of the Bible, uh, in our training to get people job ready. Yeah, and one of the one of the ones I use all the time is that be um, quick to think, slow to speak. And slow to become angry. And, mm. I, and I, I, say to people, I'm not trying to apostolize Christianity or, or make the people come to my church or anything, but this is the word of God. And if you're quick to think and slow to speak and slow to become angry, you might be able to think about your situation, keep your big mouth shut and keep that job. Yeah. So, so we're trying to get people to think at a much higher level. And it gives us an opportunity to be able to share some of the, some of the great stuff out of the, out of the word of God to, to uh, have these people think, oh, yeah, you know, there might be, there might be something more to this uh, Christian thing and all this, uh, what this guy's saying. And that, and that's basically what Jesus did. He just walked around and just said a whole bunch of things and just challenged us uh, about how we think. Yeah. And uh, it's been a, it's a great opportunity to be able to do that. And and some of the things like getting people job ready is to be able to ask people some pointed questions and, you know, how how are you going to uh, do this job, but what's the purpose of coming to this course? And I said, Well, I want to get a job, and secondly, I want to get money to do what? And I said, To have a better life. But let's talk about some of your other circumstances. Um, I can get you job ready, but the things you're going to, you're going to fail are probably things at home. And I said, Let's talk about love. Mm. You know? And um, I said, A lot of people say they love each other, but just interesting, the Bible says all those different things in Corinthians. Love is patient, love his no, is kind, it's not envious, boastful, arrogant, rude, um, and it's keeping record of wrongs and all those sorts of things. And I say, this person loves you, are they being patient, kind, or rude? And um, we, we need to have some boundaries in our life about what people are actually saying and what they're actually doing. So we're, in a, we're able to un- unpack these sorts of things and say, yeah, yeah, this person I'm associated with or living with or whatever is. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I need to have some stronger boundaries in my life so I can now have a better life. I think depression is go, is going to be the the super illness, mm. and uh, this is where we're seeing a lot of people about their circumstances. And as the Hope Centre, as the name implies, we try to give people hope
1: yeah. about
2: their future. And and uh, I mentor a lot of young guys here, and I ask them all the same question all the time. I like just I want you to answer this question, but when you answer this question, you cannot answer it with "I don't know." The question is, "What's your 12-month plan for your life?" Ninety-nine huh. percent <laughs> say I don't know, and yeah. I said, "That's exactly right." I basically knew the answer, but let's let's sit down and work out a plan for your life.
1: Let alone and a yeah. five or ten-year plan. They don't have the next 12 months. You know, no, kind not of, in the next that, 12 months. Yeah. yeah. So
2: it's, it's interesting to be able to really. Uh, have all these people coming to me in need come into our facility but also i have asked some pointed questions as well but mm. we trying to expand the community hub
0: you're listening to the story today jeff dakers is sharing how he and his wife are bringing hope to their local community through their food barn. Next, Jeff will tell us more about his trading program to help young people. Back with more soon. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is the story. We're continuing with Shelley and chatting with Jeff Dakers, the CEO of the Hope Centre in the Illawarra region of New South Wales. Next, we're going to hear about Jeff's training program and the impact it's having in the lives of the young people he trains.
2: The training, you know, basically it, it covers a whole bunch of um, what's I suppose known as soft skills. We've got any number of people who are volunteers here and work for the old people as part of the food bank, but and they've got certificates, they've got certs in all sorts of different things, but very few of them have got jobs. So I think, unfortunately, that the the safe safe stuff only can go so far with things and and the training, but the soft skills is basically where a person's going to be able to turn up the job and keep that job. So we're we're very adamant and and very strong with. With uh, things like being a good time timekeeper, mm-hmm. you've got to be there on time to start the course. They're, they're free courses, so um, you know it's it's there's no cost to the applicants. They are able to uh, come in, but you know the course starts at nine o'clock, and if you're there at five past nine, I'm sorry you you've missed the course. You know, so you wow. it's 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 hard yards, but at the end of the day, like we we've got some great partnerships with Woolworths and Coles. And also aged care as well. And, and, um, of course we pick up from 10 Woolworths and 10 coal stores locally, uh, with a food rescue, uh, through, through the Second buy program and just directly with Woolworths, uh, that they've been absolutely phenomenal, uh, in assistance, uh, to the charity. But in saying that we, um, got a, a big sort of, uh, bit of a supermarket thing happening here. So we thought let's utilise that and we can train people in, uh, um, um, in our commercial kitchen as part of the hospitality uh, in retail on the front uh, through the front counter in the shop area warehousing in the back end and also cleaning so those four areas are covered just in, in basically what we, we do so let's train people to do that let's get them back in the workforce um, in our last five courses we run here we've got uh, 75 to 90% of people into uh, into work. Wow yeah,
1: that's great. So the go- <laughs>
2: the because they're, really getting, looking- Sorry.
1: they're getting those actual hands-on skills. But as you say, too, it's also, I guess, the pride aspect of it, too, that they've done it and they've seen the work that they've done. And there's something that they can be really proud of, uh, which then oh, boosts yes, their confidence.
2: Yes. Oh, the confidence. Some, some people can't even make eye contact with you when they come in here. And at the end of uh, the graduation, after the six-weeks uh, basic here through the course, then two-weeks work experience, we have a graduation. Everyone's got to do a public speech, Oh, wow. and uh, it takes them all of their comfort zone, <laughs> big time. But uh, but we journey through with these people. We also have a ongoing uh, thing with, with the, the these, these people who are volunteering to do the course in a tw- in a twelve month um, follow up program. Uh, it's uh, just to help them along the way to have any. Conflicts or whatever. And also we provide this also to our work agencies and say, well, you you can just come back to us direct. If if some person dropped the ball, let us, let us be a a mediatory type of service as well. So we're in, into the loop of their, uh, their life. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a win-win for everybody.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned your partnerships with Coles and Woolies. Is that them supplying groceries or is that in terms of, um, training reciprocation or how does that all work?
2: Oh, that's mainly fruit and veg. Yeah. We, we we picked it up, but we give it our free and also, uh, bread items as well. Um, Okay. Yeah, it's, and most of, most of our other, uh, stuff we have to buy in. But, uh, we wear the cost of everything of the fruit and veg, but we've, we've, the food rescue is if something's damaged would we'll I throw out or would we'll I eat it like cut a piece off it and that's that's a sort of the stock that they pass on to us and uh, our, our client I really appreciate it. we've had probably I know it must be close to 20,000 people in Illawarra who've utilized our services wow and you know a lot of a lot of these people have been retrenched people too um, unfortunately in our society now Shelley, a lot of people, I live week to week. They don't have much savings. And you get that don't come Monday letter from the corporation. And you go, well, okay, I've got a mortgage, or I've got kids in school, I've got no food. And they come and access our, our facility to get by until something else comes up.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately it's all too common in today's society as well just people finding themselves in that kind of a pickle uh and very suddenly as well like you say living week to week and then all of a sudden everything disappears from underneath them. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are doing a great job in terms of uh, yeah feeding that immediate need literally and then providing the training as well. I want to talk to you about some of the stories that have come out of the Hope Centre, the, the amazing things that you've seen God do. You're really seeing some amazing success stories, aren't you?
2: Oh, yeah. But the people, unlike the young people's coming in at the moment, it's just, um, you know, we're, we're pretty, pretty well, well, I am, when I speak to people. I, I get in front of a class and I say, listen, most of you're probably Xbox junkies. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, what's your hourly rate you you paid for that? It's very, very little, and we, and we just unpack life with these people, and and we talk about a whole bunch of different issues like integrity. What's integrity to you? I said some bosses will set you up. They leave money laying around to, to see what, how honest you're going to be. Um, unfortunately, a lot of your people are, are, are poor uh, because that's, that's your situation at the moment. And someone comes along and and um, gives you or sells you a DVD player for twenty dollars, and now it's hot and uh, that person uh, gets busted and they, they implicate you, you become an accessory after the fact. So so I, I unpack it, I, I, used to, I had a career in, in, in the uh, New South Wales Police at one stage as well, and, and uh, my wife and I were also inspectors for the Department of Housing. So in our ministry we're seeing it from all different angles and uh, we're really, really trying to get these, these students to be able to think and the dialogue we get back from the people um, is you know it's incredible because we're starting to get them to really start to um, how am I going to do this in a different way? There's always this way, that way, or another way of doing things. But how can we do it the best possible way? And also while we're doing that, we say, okay, you've got to do do this things you're doing with a bit of spring in your step. It's just got stop dragging our feet.
1: Yeah.
2: And we, we're really trying to get the attitude changed as well. And really address that. Um, how they're going to be able to get in the workforce, be reliable, have a good attitude and and, and be productive. And then also, okay, what's going on at home with our helping hand? Um, I heard a story once where this young lady was started a job and the husband uh, didn't like the whole idea, so he he, uh, ironed creases in her shirt so she looked terrible. Oh, wow. Uh, You know, you get get people who... um, all of a sudden the, the car will break down and it says, oh, well, it's not the end of the world, they just don't give up, Let's, how can we fix it? So we're always saying, "Ring us up and uh, let us try to help you solve these these problems. And I think we realise it's a journey, it's like, it's like Jesus with, with his disciples, you know, took them three years with those guys just to, and the ladies that were involved to speak into their lives. And this is how we're going with people here, we say, okay, it's an eight week course basically, but... Let's see if we can journey a bit further um, to make your life a, you know, a bit more peaceful, happier and productive.
1: Yeah, so, so it, you're really doing fun. what you can to look after the whole person and the situation yeah. that they're in.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, and they feel valued as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I, I just say to people, I, I, I don't know I don't know um, what um, your future brings. You know, yeah. Some of your people here can go on to be CEOs of corporations. It's just that um, you're all unique. Um, you know, God tells us that we're all. Uh, we've, got be, we've got to be careful because we're running at courses. We don't this seem to be too over top with religion yeah. type of things. Yeah. But we won't want to be able to speak into people's lives and and say, well, uh, uh, as, as a pastor of the church, you know, this. I read out tells tells me I'm unique. and so I use. Yeah. That he May one of years and um, we're going to be able to, you know, said the foolish. You're going to use the foolish people to confound the wise. So uh, straight away we're building self confidence. And I says, some of your people are going to be going to, go on to do some incredible things. And uh, we we build this back into these young people and give them hope for the future. And it's, um, it's a fantastic uh, solution. Uh, for where they're heading so yeah. i probably sometimes say listen I'm, I'm probably more excited about your future than what you are <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think and, it's great that you can see that potential in them and, and that you are speaking that into their lives because a lot of them have probably had the opposite spoken into their lives
2: oh yeah yeah and, and when you're able to sit there and, and, and say things well okay let's let's look at the, the tall poppy syndrome here in Australia now let's Let's, let's bring other people down and and speak uh, bad stuff. You know, so who, who's said people say that about you people and they all put their hands up. Um, who's ever stolen anything? They all put their hands up. You know, <laughs> 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 who's ever told a lie? They all put their. Hand, well, let's let's let if we can't change some of that stuff now, let's let's have a start date and say, well, we can change. There's yeah. no such thing as little white lies, the side of the truth or it's not. Yeah. So, um, it's. It's, the training's far more than, than just, you know, than just being work skilled and been able to use a forklift or a pallet jack or pack, pack crates and things like that. You know, gonna challenge them about their whole social aspect to make them good, reliable, honest people as well.
1: Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us today, Jeff.
2: <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Hope I've inspired someone that's going to do something different. Take some risks.
1: Mm, yeah, that's what it's all about. Thanks, Ed.
2: Good on the edge.
0: <laughs> that was Shelley Scowen chatting with Jeff Dakers from the Hope Centre in New South Wales. As we just heard, Jeff believes people can change and make a difference in the world, and he's certainly making a difference in the lives of the people he is coming to contact with. As the Bible says, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. If you want to know more about the Hope Centre and its food barn and training program, their website is hopecentre.com.au. That's hopecentre.com. Dot dot well, thanks for joining us for Jeff Dacre's inspiring story of helping others. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. It was strange because um, Maureen actually knew what was going on in churches and I had no idea what was going on. I said to her, They sing? And she goes, <laughs> Yeah, they sing. And I'm standing up and all of a sudden I thought, Wow, they sing. This is wonderful. I was freaked out but I loved it and I just enjoyed it and we haven't stopped since. Brian and Maureen were drug addicts for over 20 years when they decided they were sick and tired of being sick and tired and wanted to do something about it. But going to drug rehab had been unsuccessful in the past. What would be different this time? We'll find out the amazing way God radically changes their lives next time.